Hi community and welcome to another episode of the Multiple Birth Experience Podcast. I'm your girl Tola Imad and today I'm going to talk about uh, urban legend, well they urban legends known as the Silent Twins. The Silent Twins are identical girls named June and Jennifer Gibbons, yeah? And they were born in the in Barbados in 1963, April 11th. Now, they have an interesting story that I want to share. Some of you may have heard of them, some of you may not. So this is your chance to, you know, get comfortable, get a cup of tea if you need to, you know, some snacks possibly, and just, you know, sit back and listen. June and Jennifer were the daughters of the Caribbean immigrants Gloria and Aubrey Gibbons. The Gibbons family moved from Barbados to the, to the United Kingdom in the early 1960s as part of the Windrush generation. So the Windrush generation, if you don't know, were um, is, is, a, is a period where the UK had a shortage of labour and they needed people to basically help rebuild the UK in the wake of the Second World War. So between, you know, a certain period, probably I think like from 1970 or, you know, after the the, the Second World War, they recruited millions of people, millions of people from the, from the Caribbean, you know, to come to the UK and pretty much rebuild, you know, the, um, the economy, you know, the, the country, everything. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you can look into that, um, if you want and, um, you know, get some more insight on the Windrush generation, especially for those that don't live in the UK, because it's a UK thing. You know, obviously the Windrush is just a group of generation, um, Caribbeans. I'm sure they've got some people from Africa as well, but mainly, you know, from the Caribbean because it was a boat. It was a ship or a boat or a yacht or whatever. It collected a um, few people from there. So, yeah, that's how the parents of the Silent Twins got here, you know. The, their father was in the military. Gloria was a housewife and Aubrey worked as a technician for the Royal Air Force. The couple also had a daughter called Greta. He was born in 1957 and a son called David also born, that was born in 1959. So the twins had older siblings. In 1960, Aubrey went to stay with a relative in Coventry and soon qualified as a staff technician. Gloria followed and Greta and David several months later. So it's, it was common for the fathers to come over or, you know, travel wherever first. And then eventually the mother or the wife, you know, travels after and bring along their children. So that was common that it happened that way. So Greta, Greta and David, the oldest two, joined the father with the mum several months later. The twins were born on April the 11th, 1963 at a military hospital in Aden, Yemen. 
where their father had been deployed. The family soon relocated first to England in the ni- in 1974 and then to Harvard West. Harvard West, sorry. <laughs> Harvard Ford West in Wales, yeah? The twin sisters were inseparable. Inseparable, separable. They were batty and bench, joined at the hips, you know, stuck together like glue. They were just inseparable. You couldn't tear them apart. You would never be apart from each other. And they had their own language. So that was what they're famous for. They're famous for having their own language because, and they only communicated with each other. So that's why they called the silent twins because they didn't talk to no one. They weren't like, I mean, they were silent, but they're only silent to the world, to the outside world, to each other. They, yeah, the way they talked, talked, talked. They shut the world out. A sped up Bayesian Creole made it difficult for the people to understand them. You know, they had their accent. So coming from Bay, you know, Barbados with their accent to the UK back then in the 1960s, you know, come on. It's hard to, I mean, people will find it hard today to get, you know, to understand people's certain languages and certain accents. So just imagine how it was back then, where it was uncommon to have black people in the UK, you know? As they, as the only black children in the community, they were ostracized at school. This proved to be traumatic for the twins, eventually causing the school administrators to dismiss them early each day so that they might not, so they avoid being bullied. Can you imagine? You know? Instead of them doing something about the bullying, they released them early. So they they must have missed out on work. They released them early from school so that they don't get bullied. You know? That definitely must have been traumatising, you know? Being the only black kids in that area. I can't even imagine living in that area, to be honest. In that era... black people suffered man they suffered so the administrators the school administrators dismissed the girls or the children at that early to avoid them being bullied their language became even more ideal statric ideal centric at this time Ideal centric in ideal centric ideal sin ratic <laughs> the words hey, you know what don't laugh at me you know don't laugh at me I'm trying to pronounce this word and and I, I, I'm trying to pronounce this word, so bear with me. Don't laugh at me. Don't judge me. I can read. <laughs> but yeah, basically, the people couldn't take their language. It became hard for them to understand at that time. And then soon it was unintelligible for others. Their language or dyslosia, their language... 
the languages was pretty much just too hard for the you know for white people to understand they just couldn't get their head they couldn't get their head around it it was crazy and um the the twins actions as well it became exemplified it mirrored each other they did everything the same they didn't even have to be in the same room you know they didn't have to be in the same room to pretty much do everything the same it mirrored each other literally one could be in one room and never could be in the other room and they could be sitting in the same position one leg over like the right leg over the left leg in the same position and the neck could be turned I mean that's what they say anyway I wasn't there but yeah that's how that's how it was for the twins the twins became increasingly reserved and eventually spoke to no one except each other and their younger sister Rose the girls continued to attend school although they refused to read or write in 1974 a medic administering vaccinations at the school noted their impressive behavior and notified a child psychologist the twins began seeing a succession of therapists who tried successfully to get them to communicate with others they were sent to separate boarding schools in an attempt to break their isolation but the pair, but the pair became so catatonic catonic the, the pair became so catatonic and entirely withdrawn. <laughs> catatonic. <laughs> These words, catatonic. And entirely withdrawn from the world when they parted. So even when they got separated, it got worse. So separating them didn't do any good. It made them worse. They became more isolated from the world. They were isolated together as a as a you know as a team, as twins, as a couple, as a twosome, but separated was even worse for them. So putting them in separate schools didn't do anything pretty much. It didn't make no difference, you know. June and Jennifer Gibbons, the bond between them was so special. It was like no other. To the outside world, they were mysterious. Their silence made them mysterious. Their silence made them mysterious. And because they only communicated with each other, uh, they shut out the world and eventually shut out the parents and their siblings, excluding everyone. In the latter years, They wrote a huge amount of words in their diaries, their novels and poems while they were in their hospital bedroom because they got admitted, eventually they got admitted into hospital Um, and they were there for like 11 years. It was like a psychiatric hospital in Pembrokeshire, you know? They were really smart girls 
they were smart they were religious and they spent their 20s locked away in high security hospital can you imagine in a high security hospital in Broadmoor you know now after being sep- after being separated you know in different schools they were reunited they were reunited and spent several years isolating themselves in their bedroom as a as a mentor they engaged in elaborate play with those they played with those and created many plays and stories in a sort of soap opera style between themselves they entertained themselves basically that's the thing it's not like they couldn't speak or talk you know like i said they were smart they were religious they were pretty much normal but between themselves you know they wrote in their diaries created writing poems yeah they were quite smart kids i don't know what i mean i don't know why they called them strange or creepy to be honest they're not creepy well i don't know them personally but you know sometimes people may not understand you and because they don't understand you they judge you and just come to their own conclusion about you and it's easier for them to say that you're you know a scary person or a bad person or whatever it is that's not positive than to try to get to know you or figure out what causes you to do what you do or behave the way you are or behave the way you do or just you know they don't really try to get to know you especially back then you can imagine how it was back then and them twins would have been scared you know they would have been really really scared so um yeah we you know we're learning or we're researching and getting to know them based on what was written but living it living in it at the time or if those people knew now I mean if they knew then sorry if they knew then what they knew now I think things would have been a bit different to be honest I'm just trying to picture it because a lot has changed since then you know a lot has changed since then Um, things are way different than it was back then in every way you know whether it's education knowledge and you know just things like that things are way way different so if thing if they were living in today's time i think a lot of things would have been different for the twins one of them eventually died um one of them still alive and if we go um deeper into the story you'll find out what happened now, what caused them to be hospita- hospitalised in um, Broadmoor Hospital was due to their, you know, in their teenage years. In their teenage years, the twins began experimenting with drugs and alcohol. In 1981, the girls committed a number of crimes, including vandalism, petty theft, and arson 
which led to them being admitted into hospital. I wonder why, though. Not that they should have put them in prison, but those crimes led them to be admitted into a hospital instead of a prison. I wonder why. I mean, it's a crime. Okay, they and they were silent, but they weren't mentally ill. You know, that's interesting to know. That's interesting that they got put into hospitals and not prison. I don't know how I feel about that, though. You know? Hmm. It was a high-security mental health hospital as well. High-security mental health hospital. The twins were sentenced to indefinite detention. Indefinite. Can you imagine? Indefinite detention under the Mental Health Act 1983. They remained at Broadmoor for 11 years where June later blamed this lengthy sentence on their selective muteness. You know, they eventually soon realised that their silence was the was to blame for them spending so much time in in, um, in hospital, in Boardmore Hospital. You know? It was like being in prison for them, but in the hospital, juvenile delinquents. Juvenile delinquents get two years in prison, but they got 12 years in the hospital. Yeah, that's weird. that's weird. Because they didn't speak. That doesn't even make no sense. Because they didn't speak. Because that's the thing, that it's not like they couldn't speak. They just didn't want to speak to you. How is that bad? How is that a bad thing? You know, that's what I'm saying. So, that's why I said, if what was happening to them back then was happening now, things would be way different because they weren't, they could speak, you know, they couldn't speak. They didn't have speech problems. They just didn't want to talk to no one. They wanted to talk amongst themselves. The community amongst, they wrote books. I mean, they wrote poems. So, how can they be put away into a mental institution, hospital, because they were silent. You know? People are crazy, you know. I think the people with the problems were the people that put them in there in the first place. They're the ones with the problem. In my opinion. Putting twins, two young women, two young girls away for, for 11, 12 years because they didn't speak. They lost hope eventually. They thought they weren't going to get out because they put them in the indefinite indefinitely mental health like that's crazy you know to get out they what they wrote to the queen they wrote a letter to the queen asking <laughs> asking for her help to be released can you imagine june which is you know the, one of the twins she wrote a letter to the queen asking her to get them out they were saying that they were trapped and they kept give, they kept being given high doses of anti-psychotic in sorry of anti-tipsy psychotic medication. 
and then they found themselves not not being able to concentrate because of it that is just wow that's crazy and jennifer the other twin apparently developed a tardif dyskinesia i think um it will eventually make you actually go crazy for real if they weren't crazy when they got in there they eventually turn crazy because with all those medications being pumped up in them you know with the with them with the isolation amongst themselves because they actually separated them they weren't together in the hospital they were actually separated and actually isolated so they were saying there's something wrong with them yeah on the outside world because they didn't speak to no one yeah they spoke amongst themselves then they got put into hospital and they were made to stay isolated even more from the world so they didn't even communicate with anyone even how does that even make sense they're supposed to be making them better not worse you know they don't even don't it does not make sense now eventually the medications were adjusted apparently they reduced their medication sufficiently to allow them to continue to you know to continue to write in their diaries and um, just be regular girls they started writing in their diaries around 1980 and they wanted them to continue doing that so they had to reduce the medication because the medication was just not making them <laughs> perform normal like they weren't being normal i guess they were out of it so eventually it, you know so they say the medications were reduced you know they were able to join the hospital choir eventually okay so they released them then they were able to join the hospital choir but they did lose their interest in creative writing you know that all that talent just gone down the drain they lost interest or most of their interest in creative writing yeah going back a little bit i'm just thinking how they even managed to even get admitted into hospital even though okay they said that the reason was because they were silent they didn't communicate with the world but the person that actually prompted them you know that got their those people's attention were the medic that that came into the school to give the tb jabs you know back in the day you know the health visitor or health doctor or school nurse that's what they would come in and then the kids will line up and then get you know their jabs yeah the school jabs tb or whatever it is jabs and because the twins refused to get to take the injection they reported it <laughs> they reported it to the authorities like and that's how they were admitted to hospital because they refused to take the injections their reactions to taking the injections they were curious at the twins in passive reaction to taking the injections and they contacted the child psychiatrist because of it now imagine going to school and you know your mom your dad your parents whoever 
or even yourself you refuse to take whatever injections that they they're telling you to take yeah and because you refuse to take the injection they're called a child psychiatrist and now they're trying to make it out like there's something wrong with you like you're crazy not even crazy but just what has a child psychiatrist got to do with a child refusing to take injection that don't make no sense and then the child and then the psychiatrist went to see a speech therapist at the wish at the with bush hospital because they were concerned because they weren't speaking so now they're saying that they had speech um, they needed speech therapy See, this is the thing they're not even trying to speak to the kids they're just assuming they can't speak they're assuming there's something wrong with them yes they tried to speak to them and they weren't speaking to them but they could have find they could have found other ways to communicate or tried to communicate with them to get them to open up you know there's obviously a reason why they shut themselves away from the world because they clearly spoke they just didn't speak to anyone else and I'll keep talking about it but I'm just finding it really like bizarre that they did all of that just because it was silent you know and from the story you've got movies and all these other stories and things that's come from it it wasn't like it was a regular hospital this hospital was high security hospital you know people that got sent to prison murderers crazy murderers that get sent to prison and they get put into like high security you know wards or whatever is in prison the ones that they that being that they deem crazy they get sent to the mental institutions them you know mental health hospital but the high security ones how would they how can they be put into a high security hospital because they are silent <laughs> do you get what i'm saying like or is it just me like let me know in the comments yeah what you think about that tell me is it just me or do you agree you know that they should not have been put in high security hospital you know obviously their skills weren't advanced or they weren't they didn't have enough skills to want to be patient enough to find out what was really wrong with the girls or find out you know about the girls i guess you know and then the parents they must they would have been shut out i'm assuming they were shut out of everything and just got told whatever it is that they want to tell them this is interesting I was saying before that no one didn't really get to take the time out to get to know them. But it turns out a journalist by the name of Marjorie Wallace, yeah, pictured in, this, in one of the slides. Mer- Marjorie Wallace is a mental health campaigner and a journalist. And apparently she got to know the twins. She took time out of her busy schedule or maybe she was paid to but she took her time to get to know the twins and she described their relationship as a sinister childhood game that got out of control 
Hmm, interesting. How can it get out of control if they didn't communicate with anyone else and they tried to communicate amongst themselves? Yes, they did, you know, some crime. You know, arson is not a joke. You know, theft and all those things. These are not small, small crimes, you know. Um, But their reason isn't because of that. Their reason for putting them away was because they were silent. You know, I don't see why. But yeah, when the six turned sixteen, when the six turned sixteen, when the when the girls turned sixteen, they left school and returned home to Harvard West, and the extraordinary bond seemingly was stronger than ever. Now facing an added difficulties to their adolescence too, so it affected them growing up. You know, when they turned 16, as they got older, it got harder. It affected them, you know, in their adolescence, teens, you know, puberty, things like that. Interestingly, while they refused to communicate with the outside world, it seemed like I mean it seemed that they poured out their thoughts in written words because remember they wrote poems and stuff they wrote a lot you know so they were smart as you know I kept saying you know in in the um, episode they wrote a lot of books they wrote a lot you know the police would later discover a vast quantity of diaries and essays and poems and short stories and novels that they've written as girls by the girls you know june one of the twins june gibbons she had written a book she written books like pepsi cola not like pepsi cola she written a book called pepsi cola which is um Pepsi Cola addict student, which that student was being seduced by a teacher. She self-published that book, June. I think June is still alive, actually. Yeah, she's still alive. In one of the diary entry about the siblings' relationship, Jennifer wrote. We have became we have become fatal enemies in each other's eyes. We feel the irritating deadly rays come out of our bodies, stringing each other's skin, and I say to myself, can I get rid of my own shadow? Impossible or not possible? Without my shadow would I die? Without my shadow would I gain life? Be free or left to die? Without my shadow, which I identify with face of misery, deception, and murder. She basically asks him, can she live without her shadow, which is her twin. When the twins, you know, um, discovered, obviously before going into being admitted into hospital, and the reason for them being admitted into hospital, 
was because of you know the, the crimes that they committed as we were mentioning before you know they discovered alcohol and drugs and boys and things like that in the summer of 1981 as they as teens do you know and then from that a you know when they discovered drugs and alcohol they got locked away in a psychiatric hospital and then after years of being turned away from the world later in october 1981 they projected themselves outwards and went on a five-week vandalism a a five-week spree of vandalism you know theft and arson like we said and they pled guilty for that the twins pleaded guilty to 16 counts of burglary theft and arson in swansea crown court in the uk and that's when they got you know admitted in may of 1982 indefinitely at Broadmoor hospital journalist miss wallace the one that took her time out to get to know the twins she later said in a court case the unemotional legal pantomime went on around them without touching them Hmm. She said the unemotional legal pantomime Mm. that went on around them without touching them. She put that in the book called The Silent Twins. So she wrote a book about the Silent Twins eventually. Interesting, she capitalized off the silent twins by writing a book on them, as they do. Reading from an ash, reading from an a- extract from June's Gibbons diary. Yeah, this is from one of um, their diaries, which was written by June. Gibbons, one of the twins, a day after the twins were sentenced, reads, spinning in circles, sick, mental, psychopathic. Imagine how I felt, me, a mental psychopath, a dangerous, evil, ruthless criminal, me, at at last my torment, myself consciousness my violence is known i'm labeled oh now i know my fate june allison gibbons at 19 going down in history as a psychopath please god don't let me suffer as much in my new life as I have here, let me be bold enough to speak openly. Let me trust the doctors and nurses and no longer be afraid of people. For the past seven months, I have been a soul with no hope. Don't let these 
don't let this disease paralyze me again destroying my abilities trying tying up my tongue like firewood what um june gibbons wrote in her diary that's the kind of stuff that they would write in their diary that's powerful that's powerful does that sound like somebody that had mental issues (laughs) does that sound like somebody with mental issues while serving their you know while on remand and serving their sentence in the broadmoor hospital Apparently, the twins continued to write copious diaries in prison. This is before they lost interest. Because remember, we were saying that they lost interest in creative writing. But when they were writing, when they were allowed to write, um, you know, in Jennifer wrote in one entry, which was, um, I mean, she wrote, was it? No, before it was June that I read from an extract. Now, this is Jennifer. She wrote, I really aim to be alone, yet I am deceiving myself. Can I stand being alone? My heart does not beat so fast now. It only beats fast when I, when Jay is around, her sister June. As well as prolific writers, they were apparently voracious readers consuming works by D.H. Lawrence Oscar I mean these girls were it just sounds like they were so so smart and intelligent I mean you know I mean it's I mean I'm just trying to just get my head around it because yes they did commit those crimes but I don't think it warranted that many years to be honest it just needed somebody to kind of take the time to, you know, speak to them and, and you know, deep, deep, dig deeper. You know, 12 years, 11 years is a long time to be locked away. You know, they, like, contacting the Queen, you know, to get, you know, to get released and all those things. They tried. They wanted to do better. They wanted to do better. You know? In 1993, they were eventually moved. So there was a decision that was made for them to be taken to a medium security unit closer to home. This was, this was after like a decade of being in hospital. You know, they got taken. So they went from high security to medium security and moved closer to home. The Caswell Clinic at Glan Food Hospital in Bridgend. On the morning of March 9, they boarded a van from Berkshire. But on arrival, Jennifer was noted to be physically weak and unwell. She was rushed to the Princess of Wales Hospital, Bridgend, and then died at 6 30 evening wow the post-mortem examination revealed an undiagnosed myocardist inflation of the heart 
died at 29 years old. So imagine, almost, you know, towards their release, they were getting closer to, you know, closer and closer to being released, and then one of them dies. Jennifer. Jennifer eventually dies. She died at 29 years old. June remained at the Caswell for a year after her sister's death. You know, after Jennifer's death, she stayed at Caswell for a year before returning to West Wells where she tried to rebuild her life. after a year after she died they got released well the sister got released you know she got released and then she tried to rebuild her life without her sister Wallace the journalist he believes that during their stay in hospital, they began to believe that in order for one of them to be free, the other must die. Now, it says that she believes. Now, why would she just make up something like that? Why would she believe that? Why would the journalists believe that? She didn't say that June had told her that. She says she believes that that they the twins had an agreement, you know, that one of them must die. So that one can be free. Wallace wrote that when she had interviewed them in Broadmoor, Jennifer calmly stated that she had decided to die so that June could live a normal life okay it doesn't mean it happened okay I mean this is just essay to be honest this is just what um, this lady says Wallace the journalist and medical health mental health um, what's it called she said I don't think there is really an explanation for that except Jennifer was willing to die herself Jennifer was willing to die and learned about Mm. Now she learned about Jennifer's death. It was about two or three days later, and then she went down to visit to visit June, and then she just came to that conclusion. She says, "And I found her surprisingly intact, really, and very prepared to talk." spoke very clearly about the conflict between her terrible grief at losing the p- 
person closest to her in her life and in the freedom that Jennifer had given her. Jennifer is now buried under a headstone engraved with a poem written by June. It reads, We once were two, we two made one. We know more two through life be one. Rest in peace. Hmm. It will be interesting to know. I think I want to know if it's true that the twins decided to, um, you know, they made an agreement amongst themselves to die. One of them for one of them to die, you know, so that one can be released. How did they, you know, how did Jennifer die? I mean, they said in the autopsy that it was to do with inflammation of the heart so how did she manage to inflame her heart is what I want to know you know I'm interested to know how they managed to pull that off if that's the case because it was sudden and they said there was no evidence of drugs or poison in their system so they're saying that the death remains a mystery. And it is a mystery because I'm thinking, okay, if that's the case, because it's not like they're saying they're ruling it as suicide. You know, they didn't do anything to make it happen. So how did it happen? How did they, how did Jennifer's heart became become inflamed? According to them, you know, and that's what they say in autopsy. And if it was an agreement between them, how did they manage to pull it off? You know? And it was shortly after, you know, a year later, she got released. So how did she manage to get released so soon after the twins' death? June could have just stayed alive and waited. You know? That's what I want to know. And that would be interesting. I would love to, um, because she's still alive, Jennifer. Sorry, not Jennifer, June. June is still alive. She actually gave some interviews to magazines like Harper's Bazaar and The Guardian. And by 2008, she was living quietly and independently near her parents in Westworld. She was no longer monitored by the psychiatric services. You know, she has been accepted by her community and sought to put the past behind her. And in 2016, with her sister Greta, they revealed that the family had been deeply troubled by the girl's incarceration. She blamed Broadmoor for ruining their lives and and for neglecting Jennifer's health. Yeah, you see? course they're going to neglect the health because they didn't know what they were doing they just said they got they got mental health problems you know they're not, they're not talking to that one but they didn't dig deeper so she had underlying issues because if they said that she had an inflamed heart how can they not have detected that how can they not have known that if they were in a medical hospital you know It says that June 
wanted to file a lawsuit against Broadmoor. But Aubrey and Gloria, her parents, refused, saying it would be not, saying it would not bring Jennifer back. And I don't think that's the point. I don't think June, I think June knows it's not going to bring Jennifer back. That's her twin sister at the end of the day. It's not going to bring her back. But it would give, um, I guess, some kind of peace. You know, some kind of justice. Because they were, you know, isolated. They were put in hospital. And they were, worse. They, got, they, got, they were made worse than they were before they even got there. You know, that's like being in prison, from what I heard anyway. You know, people getting sent to prison years and years and years and years and then they get released from prison thrown out into the world back into the streets into the world into you know civilization but with no help to you know to get back into civilization some don't have families some don't have friends you know they just get thrown back out into the world and to get on with it how are they going to get on with it if no one's helping them get back into civilization, you know? So what do they do? They fall back into whatever it is that made them go into prison in the first place. It could be crime, it could be drugs, anything illegal that caused them to go into prison in the first place is all they know. They're not being helped or taught to know better. They fall into the same routine, same, you know, craziness, and then they just go back into prison, and then the cycle continues. They don't learn. They don't know any better. Yes, they are adults, but sometimes, you know, some people still need help. Some adults still need help. Some of them are not, you know, um, mentally matured or. You know, they don't know anything. Some of them went into prison as teenagers. Not everyone in prison are even criminals anyway. Some of them are, um, you know, they get, they've they been sent. Innocent people still get sent to prison. And then, you know, they go crazy in there. And it changes them because they have to survive. Or some of them can't survive and end up committing suicide or getting murdered or whatever whatever the case may be you know so they believe that being in that mental institution made them worse they neglected to identify Jennifer's medical issues that later caused her death apparently allegedly or whatever, you know so she wanted to get answers um, June filed a lawsuit but the parents didn't want to continue with that they didn't want to go forward with that they refused they didn't believe that it would bring Jennifer back you know in 1992 sorry not 92 in 1986 the pair were the subject of a 1986 drama a TV show 
called The Silent Twins, which was on BBC Two. It was a two-part series. And in the Inside documentary, The Silent Twins... Sorry. No, 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 no. Let me correct that. There was a television drama on BBC Two called The Silent Twins, which aired in 1986. And then there was a documentary called Silent Twin Without My Shadow. That was aired in 1994, September 94 on BBC One. And then a play that was based on Wallace's book, which is the journalist. She wrote a book and they made a play based on her book called Speechless. And that was debuted in London in 2011. So their story continues. Their story, like I said, they're like an urban legend, you know, that um, people find fascinating. Their story is fascinating. Their story is mysterious to people. Their story is interesting. You know, there might even be different, different versions, but long or short of it you know the twins were identical twin sisters black sisters like that um living in you know the 19 born in the 1960s 11th of april 1963 in that era you know racism was extremely high and you know wells of all places because you know they got they were isolating themselves they're living in that era they communicated with only each other they isolated themselves from the world from their family they had no friends they were bullied by white people by white kids you know they only had each other fell into crime drugs alcohol you know sentenced to over a decade in hospital mental health hospital after pleading guilty to arson but people are more concerned about the fact that didn't speak to no one they had their own little language and when i was in you know when i was a child and many of you probably possibly could relate or, or know what i'm talking about is the fact that when you're kids you tend to create languages and I know when I was a child it was bubble language <laughs> you know um and that was one of the main ones I knew and there was other lo- there was other ones I've heard of but bubble language was like common as as a child you know amongst our peers you know communicating with you know in bubble language Iggy-dee, diggy-dee. I mean I kind of remember how to even speak it but I think I could understand it still if someone was to say it you know it was the whole 
things like that it was like that basically you know so kids generally do tend to have their own language where they would communicate amongst themselves that adults wouldn't understand what they're talking about so and that's just regular kids not twins so just imagine twins having their own language and um their own way of communicating amongst each other that's nothing wrong with that you know it's just a phase that they go through you know but yeah jennifer june sorry i keep saying jennifer june is alive to this day she is how old is she today how old is she 57 still young yeah she's still young wow June Gibbons is 57 today Jennifer Gibbons she died at the age of 29 on March 9th 1993 Silent Twins, their story later inspired many people, you know, even songs. They inspired the Manic song, Tsunami. I don't know who they are, but um, they wrote a song about it. Well, you know, not about it, but part of it they mentioned which a verse reads for you my dear sister holding on to you, holding on to me forever disco dancing with the rapist your only crime is silence mm. their only crime was silence you're guilty of being silent you know but yeah, that's the story. That's the mysterious story of the Silent Twins. Now, before we wrap up, um, recently I found out that you know the young girl Letitia Wright that was in Black Panther. She's mainly known as Black Panther's sister. Can't remember her name in the movie. But she was the sister, you know, the computer freak. Or well, not freak, let me not call her a freak. She was the tech head. You know, the brains of everything, you know, the suits and, you know, the sister. Black Panther sister. Letitia Bright, sorry, Letitia Wright played her in the movie. She's a British born actress. Some of you might even know her, know her from, um, what's that? show called um top boy back in the day one of the old ones the old episodes from 2013 you know 2012 whenever it started anyway back then before they stopped um the season because i think it stopped at season two yeah the early days of top boy she was in it the older episodes when she was younger so she and the lady called 
Tamara Lawrence um, has been cast to play I don't know exactly what their role is but they've been cast in the new updated movie of the Silent Twins so apparently there's a movie coming out there's a movie coming out I don't know when because you know we're in the pandemic right now and shooting movies and doing a lot of things is being you know held hostage at this point no one can do much um nowadays a lot of work has been restricted due to the pandemic and lockdown laws and things like that so but from what i know they started filming last year april i don't know what's happened since then i haven't heard anything since then but from what i read they started shooting in april and um letitia's been cast i think letitia is going to play one of the twin sisters or both who knows because they're supposed to be identical and Jennifer, uh, sorry, and um, Tamara Lawrence is also in the movie. Um, so yeah, that will be interesting to see. I'm definitely going to see that. I want to see the visuals of that. That's definitely something I'm going to look out for. So you guys, if you're interested in knowing more about the, the, the Silent Twins, you can, you know, read upon it yourselves. There's a book on it, you know, that was written by, uh, what's her name, that, you know, the the journalist lady marjorie wallace or you can do your own research or you can just wait for the movie to come out whenever that is i don't know when that is going to come out but um yeah that will be interesting to see so um yeah that's the end of today's episode thank you guys for listening thank you for being patient <laughs> let me know how i it went if you enjoyed the episode you know let give me your opinion you know let me know what you think let me know what you think of the silent twins let me know what other stories you want me to touch on or talk about let me know let me know you know give it to me in the comments let me know yeah thank you guys for listening thank you for being patient my name is tola imad and that's it Make sure you subscribe to our channel, to our podcast. Make sure you subscribe on all platforms. Make sure you like, comment, notify yourself with a bell. You know, stay up to date with all the uploads. You know, stay locked in. Make sure you just do all that good stuff that keeps you connected to the multiple birth experience and the multiple birth experience podcast you know we are on spotify we are on google Podcasts, we are on anchor you know we're on youtube you can get us on youtube make sure you do all of that stuff and also we're on our social media you can get us on social media if you want to dm me directly you can get me on there multiple birth experience and the podcast which the handles are tmbe official and then tmbe podcast and you can get that on instagram twitter and facebook in fact twitter handle is um tmbe official underscore so yeah catch us on there 
and that's it until next time guys we out <laughs>